Hey everybody, this is Ernie Haas and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys. So I'd always tell that story, which is a true story. When I was on stage with Georgia Glenn, I'd had my arms around him. I said, so at an early age, I knew God called me to sing with old people. <laughs> and, but that was true, man. I, I, I told On today's episode, we sit down with Ernie Haas. Ernie Haas and Signature Sounds' latest single, We Are the Church, is out now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for all Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Chris, we're going to talk about something today that we're going to have to just face. We're going to have to just talk about it because everyone is talking about it in all news media outlets. It's all over the place. And especially with the big game coming up uh, this Sunday, which is the Super Bowl, uh, Mr. Travis Kelsey... Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, is dating this um, up-and-coming musician, and her name is Taylor Swift. Now, this is all over the news, Chris. Like, every game that she could make, she was there cheering on Travis, and Travis would go to a few shows, and it's been like this big love thing, love fest on TV, you know, on on uh, the games and, and things like that. Well, Taylor is going to make the Super Bowl. So this is how it's working. So she's doing some a couple of international shows this coming up week into the weekend, and she'll be in Tokyo the day before the Super Bowl. But Tokyo is 12 hours ahead. And so... Technically, the show would be on a Friday night, our time, but Tokyo, it would be, well, actually Saturday morning, our time, Saturday night, Tokyo time. And so after her show, she is taking her private jet and flying to the Super Bowl, wherever that may be. I think it's in Vegas, right? Yeah. And so... She's flying to Vegas in her private jet, which is probably, what, a 12-, 14-hour flight from Tokyo to Vegas. And so it'll be technically Saturday night time, our time, if that makes any sense. And so and she's going to be there and supporting her man, Travis Kelsey. And so CBS came out with this article today, Chris, that says, how many times will they show Taylor Swift? At the Super Bowl. And it says, well, the CBS guy came out and he was like, every time Travis Kelsey makes a big play, we're probably going to show her. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't have the biggest game, then we're not going to show her as much. I'm honestly wondering if, because you know how like Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff, there's like a lot of bets that happen. I'm I'm, I'm almost positive. Yes. Well, I know that there's, and it's in Vegas, so whatever but i already yeah. have seen that there's a bet going around um like will like if they win the super bowl is travis going to propose and there's yes, people I've betting on it there's there's a whole bunch of different things so i wouldn't even i'm, I'm 
there's probably bets going on that how many times are they going to cut to T Swift in the box? There's probably multiples. So how many people will be cheering on the 49ers just so the Chiefs lose? Me. And I don't like the 49ers at all. I wanted the Lions to win, but yeah. that didn't happen. Well, I wanted the Ravens to go, but they didn't. So, No, I wanted the Lions. But it's got to be. Okay, so imagine being Usher. Usher, who hasn't yeah. really been. I mean, you know. I mean, he's he's Usher, but still, like, he had his big moment early 2000s, I would say. And yep. it's like, this is the thing that every, probably like a lot of artists are like, ooh, be a Super Bowl halftime show. Like, that is it. Usher gets asked, hey, Super Bowl you're you're the halftime show. He's pumped. Yes, this is opportunity of a lifetime. I'm getting ready. He's getting a set. He's getting this whatever to get all the stuff together, everything. And then here comes along the Kansas City Chiefs win the playoff game and they are in the Super Bowl. And then everything about Usher is over looked and everybody's all like taylor swift needs to do the halftime show now or taylor swift needs to show up and do a special with usher whatever and i'm like no leave the man alone this was planned way before t swift was a part of the super bowl or anything exactly i get it whatever but i actually saw a uh hilarious um video with josh peck um the guy from drake and josh um Mm -hmm. he did a tiktok and it was uh him like acting out what the super bowl was going to be and he did a whole he was like okay so usher's going to come out and it's going to be like come out and he's going to start doing a bunch of moves like this and a bunch of moves like the dances like all the dances that he does and he's gonna be like yeah yeah whatever and come out like singing all these songs and he's going to do all this stuff And then all of a sudden he's going to go into this one moment, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden Taylor Swift's going to pop out of nowhere and she's going to, and I can't remember what song that she's going to sing or whatever. And then it's going to go into a song from her. And I was like, that's hilarious, but I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't see that happening, but I know that there's a lot of people that are kind of pushing that to happen. But I say, let Usher have his moment. Exactly. They're also saying CBS is saying, you know, fans want to know if she is actually at the game because of her Tokyo concert the night before. And they said, we are going to make sure they have 165 cameras that will be covering the game. And 65 and of them will be on Taylor Swift. Sure. <laughs> They said we will make sure that everyone knows that she is there from the beginning. And they also said, will one be dedicated solely to Swift? And the CBS guy, I don't know who this guy is, but he says, we'll make sure she's chronicled well. We have a good plan for that. We're comfortable. It's so annoying, though. Like, it's not about Taylor Swift. 
It, it, it almost exactly. I get it. She's going to be there to support Travis, whatever. But at the same token, I'm like, just, just, this is Travis's moment. Don't even show up. Let him have his moment because you know, she's every game she's at, like it, it is already a thing where it will, the camera will go to her. And then it literally cuts to her for like an awkward amount of time to where it's like, okay, like go like cut the camera away. Like, come on director, like cut it out, like cut it to a different cam. Like, and then it's just continuing on her. And I'm like, it's just annoying. And, and I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily all on her that is doing, cause she's not doing anything. I understand that she's not the one that's cutting the camera, directing cameras and having the camera on her. It is totally the media, which the media needs to hold off on it all. But her knowing that the media is like that. I don't know. Come in a wig. Hate is oh going to hate, hate. I'm not hate, hating. Hate. I'm just saying, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's the media's fault. It's all on the media. They're the ones cutting the cameras. Not really media, but like the director and everything. I guess it's media, but. Well, yeah, and here's the deal. They're just two people. They're just two people falling in love. They were both young when they first met. When they first saw you. (laughs) He was standing there in a balcony of sunny air, whatever the words are. I mean, this is like it's not Taylor's first relationship. Oh, wow. or you went there. You all. <laughs> you all can say as much as you want yeah, that I, I was hating about... just a second ago, but he went there. <laughs> I don't know about Travis Kelsey's relationships, but Taylor Swift's made him known in her music. Well, that's what I'm ups, saying. I'm, so. I'm like, <laughs> not to say that. This yeah, that's a, that's what I'm going to say. This is going to make a break, great breakup album <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> Which it was. She's she's working on a she's working. Well, on it was Grammy, funny at the know, Grammys whenever she won that, and then she said, "Oh, I have an album dropping. I've been keeping a secret, whatever." And it like cut to like multiple artists' face, and they were all like, yeah. "Like you could see the dread, like the like the oh crap moment on their face, being like." Well, I guess if I was planning on re- on releasing this album this year, I'm going to wait for next year because I know I'm not going to win any right. Grammys or anything on this year because of that. I do want to point out one thing. I do love how you keep calling her T-Swift. Like, you know, you're on the oh, yeah. Well, page. it's a lot shorter to say T-Swift than it is Taylor Swift. Or just me say Taylor. That just, oh. just feels weird. Well, your name is long. Christopher Joseph Pretty, so I'm just yeah. going to call you C. Pretty. I mean, hey, that's <laughs> any any time that you get a new email, like a work email or a uh, anything like that, it's always going to be your like school email. It's going to be your first initial, last name. So she's probably heard it her whole life too. She probably had a T Swift at whatever whatever dot edu. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably always been uh, an anti-hero. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That joke fell flat on its face. (laughs) 
speaking of speaking of shaking it off, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet or liked us on Spotify, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, go to Christian Music Guys on YouTube, um, hit the bell, and start watching all of our videos, comment on them, and um, go to Spotify, give us uh, the good the good rating on there, and or if you're on Apple Music, uh, rate and review us on there as well. And so here shortly, we'll be having a brand new website relaunch with merch and uh, ways that you can uh, support us monthly and you get perks too, um, which are pretty exciting. We'll be announcing those soon. So we did chat with Ernie Haas with the signature sound and uh, they are uh, just released. We are the church at Friday night scenes on YouTube and they're, they'll be releasing uh, some new morning music and a new album. Check out the interview. Well, we have Ernie Haas with us this evening. Ernie, thank you so much for chatting with us. It is my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. So we got to talk back um, in the Dove Awards back in October, and you guys, um, one legendary band got to play with another legendary band, Take Six. Um, I know we asked you on the red carpet before the performance, but how, how was that? Uh, I think every one of us uh, verbalized it by saying that was a bucket list thing for us, you know, Uh, through, through my career, through the 30, 35 years of touring and recording and meeting people. I mean, God's been really good uh, as far as being able to meet uh, my heroes, you know? And so, uh, although they're more close to my age than Gaither, let's say, uh, or, or Larno (laughs) Harris, or, you know, those are the Oak Ridge boys. Uh, I've just been a, a real big fan of them. It's funny. We were in um, Wildwood, Florida last weekend, and one of our old friends, his name's Cassio Jones, uh, an African-American brother, and he came up, and he just hugged me. He goes, how many years have we been talking about you teaming up with Take Six? I said, I know. The Lord worked that out. And now to have their cell phone, and, and we text back and forth. Matter of fact, their manager just called as mm. we were starting this this podcast uh, saying, hey, I think there's a place in North Carolina that wants to buy a show for Take Six and Signature Sound. What do you think? And I'm like, hey. sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. So, yeah, that's a long answer, but um, just huge fans of theirs. And now uh, to meet people that you respect their music and their profession, to meet them and to become um, impressed with their humility and their spirit it just goes a long way because sometimes it goes the other direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I know the, the performance was great. We um, loved it. I know a lot, a whole lot of people did. Um, Thank you. And so just to get uh, started, we know that you started singing back. uh, Actually, me and my brother were talking about this before, but you started singing in the cathedral quartet back in 1990. And I, I don't know. I told Jacob, I was like, I might not say this, but now that I'm here, I'm going to say it. Uh, I was like, I was going to say, well, you started singing in the cathedral quartet when I, the year I was born. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Chris. Yeah, I, said, I, know. I said, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to start with that. Like that's, that's a, awesome. that's a harsh start right there. I'm like, um, but what inspired you to take that step and like, how was that journey to get started in the, with there? You know, that everybody has their beginning, you know? And so that was, yeah. you know, my, my beginning was just, 
<laughs> I used to use this joke, uh, and it's a true story. When I was raised in southern Indiana, they, there was a huge cornfield behind our house, and on the other side of the cornfield, they built a nursing home. So here I am at 10, 11, 12 years old, taking my guitar across the cornfield, singing and gathering all those people in one room and singing songs of faith, and, and I saw God using me. And so I'd always tell that story, which is a true story. When I was on stage with George and Glenn, I'd had my arms around them. I said, so at an early age, I knew God called me to sing with old people. (laughs) (laughs) But that was true, man. I saw saw God using me. That's what I wanted to do. And then when I was 16, I heard my first cathedral quartet recording. And I don't know, man, it just, it got in my blood and uh, just got, uh, just, I think the Lord just connected there music to my heart because he knew uh definitely he knew the journey he had for me so uh lived a dream and when they retired you know i got my commission from george saying hey take this music do it your way but take this music to places that we never had a chance to take it and so for us to have been to india latvia and south africa and, uh to sing at nascar sing nba uh courts across america sing the national anthem uh, and to do the things that we've got to do at the Dove Awards with Sing with Take Six. Um, I was thinking when we were singing, because I was w- watching the crowd as we were singing, there was Toby Mac. Of course, I've known Toby for a while. And there's Toby mm. going. And as we're <laughs> singing, and then there was Brandon Lake on the front row. And uh, and he met me backstage because the whole time we were singing, he was like, and he was hitting people next to me going, <laughs> what is this? And so we're backstage because, man, my mind is blown, you guys. And, you know, so to, so that came back to me as like George said, take this music to people. We didn't get a chance to take it to. So, um, yeah, that was my beginning. And, and I'm telling you, I just turned 59. I am the age George was when I joined the cathedrals. So I mm. thought he was old then. Yeah. Uh, that's not old <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. So I just feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how many more years I have left in me, but – uh, I still feel very energetic and productive, and and I feel like uh, I still have some good days ahead of me to, to sing some wonderful music that I love. You guys have uh, released a few songs since that mm-hmm. day. Yep, and uh, you got a new one coming out uh, this Friday, actually, the twenty sixth. Uh, we are the church. Um, so, could you uh, tell our listeners about that song? Yeah, I sat down with some some wonderful songwriting friends, Susie Smith and Lee Black, and I just told them, "I hate. I think everybody I talk to thinks twenty twenty four is going to be a bumpy year, and so I want to write a song that reminds my brothers and sisters, like we did with the song Keep On Keeping On.'" Uh, I want to write another song that's more upbeat, and I want to remind my brothers and sisters who we are, who we serve, what we're promoting. And uh, this is not something that's political, but it's just we're not left. We're not promoting left or right. We're promoting a kingdom that's coming, that God is going to restore his fallen creation. And in the meantime, his method and means to do that is through his Holy Spirit and his church. So that's what the song's all about. It is an anthem. It is a rallying cry. We are the church. I uh, I don't know why in my head, Ernie, but when you say we are the church, I think about <laughs> I think about the commercial 
we are farmers about we farmers are insurance. Farmers. Yes. <laughs> I think I think you know you all should have went in that direction. You know, we are the church. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. <laughs> you never know. I might do that one night on stage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I love I love songs uh, that come out that are like that become anthems. Yeah. Um to like that are in the core uh, when you're singing and like, you can really just declare out like who, who, he, who here is who we are in Jesus. And this is what we're, we're standing on. And you know, he is the solid rock. And so, yes. Yeah. Just ex- excited for it. We performed last Sunday morning at first Baptist church, Woodstock, Georgia. And we just were passing through and I asked Cliff Duran, the music director, I said, hey, can we just stop by and eat, just sing the song with your choir and just test it to see how it goes over? Don't even say, don't, I won't say a word, just as let's walk out and sing it. And man, that place, it was just like, I think it, it hit a nerve. And yeah. we are the church. Let's reassert our claim to the power that is ours when we rise in Jesus' name to carry love and mercy and salvation's plan. We are the church. And it's time for us to stand. And so that that resonated. And I think, uh, honestly, I think it's going to be a, a rallying cry uh, not to do things the way we think they should be done. Yeah. But to remember, we're, we make horrible saviors. And so we just proclaim his message and his kingdom. And we trust his plan. I mean, now now more than ever... You know, people need to take a stand for what's right, and and the body needs to come together and not be divided and and be unified. You know, and that's when when we're in unity, um, we can get a lot more done and accomplished. But yeah, and I don't think you know this song is going to bring the whole body of Christ together and different doctrinal right. things. But hey, you believe yeah. in Jesus as the Son of God, and He died uh, a death that He didn't deserve. And he rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us. Um, if that's your framework, um, I think we got a wonderful basis to agree on a lot of things. So, Ernie, we are a podcast for fans by fans. Okay. Um, and we like to get questions in from different fans. And we have a question from Anthony from Pittsburgh. Wants to know the story behind Sweet, Sweet Spirit. That's an old Doris Akers uh, song, uh, spiritual, actually. And so every quartet has taken a stab at that song. To me, the greatest arrangement still yet is the Imperials. Um, I remember watching an Elvis documentary, and he would always stop in the middle of a program, I think when he probably needed inspiration. The people I talked to that toured with him and knew him intimately knew how much he would draw from that song. And so that that song has been around a while. Most recently, we took, a, we took a, an arrangement of it when it was us and the Gated Vocal Band touring uh, a few years ago. That's past by so fast and i think that's probably my second favorite arrangement but it's a great song and i actually told uh the church sunday morning we were singing they said would you share a word after we sing share a word and do whatever you want to do 
And I said, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Mm. And when it's sweet like this, yeah. uh, my mind gravitates towards some of the old songs of, of faith. And we sing, um, Jesus, keep me near the cross, an old uh, Fanny Crosby song. So uh, I, I'm glad for new music. I'm glad to write new music. And, yeah. and I'm glad that there's a lot of new styles. But as the old saying goes, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot of rich history and doctrine to learn through the older songs that have stood the test of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Ernie, when you guys go to make an album or a song, uh, what does the, uh, the writing process look like? Uh, many artists that we've talked to, you know, have all different stories to tell. And we, so we always like to dig in a little deeper and, and find out, um, you know, the process of how you guys write. Well, for me, I'm always writing. Um, I'm, I'm always putting notes into my, notes on my on my iphone or the voice me- memo i'm always going or these these are some hard days you know so it always starts that way with me um i've never written a song i've written a few i've written let's put it this way i've written hundreds of songs by myself that you'll never ever hear um and 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 when i get together in the room with other people and that collaboration happens uh, that's when something really special happens so for me um it starts with the idea and it also starts with a need like i don't want to write another oh what a savior i have oh what a savior mm-hmm. i don't need get away another getaway jordan i have getaway jordan so and then it also starts with what what do I need to um, for my live show? What what do I need for my my TV series that I'm starting up again the third season Friday Night Sing? Um, you know, so a lot of it has to do with what do I need to need musically, and then what do I want to say? You know, what's in my heart? What's been brewing here that I just cannot? You know, some days you wake up and you forget what your idea was. You know, we we all have ideas. Yeah that there's something that just sticks and I cannot get it out of my head that I'm going to chase that. I'm going to chase that idea. And, and yeah. such is the case with we are the church. Yeah. yeah. So you, you quickly mentioned it. Tell us about the Friday night sing. Uh, you said it was the third season that you all were about to start. Yep. Uh, that was born out of the pandemic. So this will be season three. Uh, we've got a whole new season, six uh, episodes. They're all about 35 minutes long starting uh, February the 2nd and running six weeks consecutively. And we upped the game during the pandemic. We we were just trying to figure it out what to do. And we were recording with our iPhones, nothing more complicated yeah. than that. But we've, we've, we've upped the game with as far as our lighting and our microphones and got a, you know, much better quality camera, but the same spirit, same conversations. And then some behind the scenes uh, things from the road, uh, that people would love to see behind the scenes things. And then some vintage footage from my vault, which is my basement. I got a lot of VHS that I've been uh, digitizing. Daddy, what's a VHS? Old ca- yeah. <laughs> some, old, some old cathedral <laughs> concerts and things that people, they would just enjoy to, to see. And then some early signature sound stuff since we've been around for so long. Uh, so I've already, I've already got... Uh, Four episodes in the can. We got two more in there in post production, 
And so I, I, I can't wait. So people can see those on our YouTube channel. They will broadcast on YouTube premiere every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you know more about that. Just If you want to know more about it, just go to our website, erniehaus.com. That's awesome. Well, Ernie, uh, if you had to pick a favorite dream group of all time, maybe including yourself, and you sang with several artists over the years, maybe some bucket list people like Take Six um, or people that you would love to sing with, is there, if you had to pick of a favorite all-time band or group of men or women, who would that be? That I have sang with or would like to sing with? That, like, yes, that you would like to sing with. That I haven't sang with. Yes, correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will always go back to George and Glenn. I want to sing. I want to sing with them again, and I will mm-hmm. when we get to heaven. I, I miss those yeah. guys a lot. Uh, yeah. But if I was going to put a dream quartet together, uh, would I would start? I would start with Elvis. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to sing with Elvis. I'm just going to tell you who I listen to. Sure. Uh, like if yeah. like if I'm going down the road and I'm kind of getting in the weeds in my mind and I put on the Elvis radio and I'm laughing and I'm singing. Yeah. So I would start with Elvis, Frank Sinatra. Um, I'd put Dean Martin in there and then I'd put George on the bass. I'd sing tenor. So that'd be, those would be the five voices. Even though I've sung with George, I, I still would have to say, I put his voice on the same levels of those iconic voices. And I would, I would love that. That would, that'd be cool. Wow. Maybe with AI, I can do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone's doing yeah. that. So it's, <laughs> that could be a bonus episode, like episode seven. If you guys help me figure it out, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this next part of the show, we like to do it with every first guest. Um, So it is our favorite things. We're going to mention a topic, and you just tell us the your favorite thing in that category. So we'll just start it off easy with your favorite food. Mexican. Certain type or just just Mexican? Mexican. Chips and salsa every day, all day. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but uh, a close, close second is a bone-in ribeye. Mm. Mm. Oof. See, that, those are the kind of things I could eat the whole thing, fat and all. Oh, yeah. I don't even eat any any potatoes or yeah. – I mean, I just came from Texas yeah. Roadhouse. I got a 16-ounce ribeye, and that was it. No leftovers. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> just a bone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there a favorite movie that you have? Absolutely. I get sucked in immediately when I see any reruns of, of Rocky. Mm. Just, mm. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> and the whole, and, the, and the, I forget which episode. It had to be probably the season. I mean, the, the, the second or the third one when he got real successful and, yeah. you know, he lost. Mickey saying, you ain't special anymore. You ain't hungry. You, you got sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I, I love that because I always get pumped up because that always happened when I was a senior in high school and our football team, we'd watch that. Just, ah, gonna fly down. Yeah, so Rocky, absolutely, yes. See, I, was, I thought you were going to say um, Field of Dreams since that's how your story kind of started was in a cornfield dreaming. It could have very well been. <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, any sports movie like that, Hoosiers, because I'm originally from Indiana. That was that one yeah. draws me in every time, and I'm a sucker for you know a rom com with the wife. You know, you gotta have one of those every once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Rocky, yeah. there you go. All right. Well, uh, any any sh- favorite show? Favorite show? Like TV show? TV show? Yes. We just finished watching uh, binge watching season one and two of The Gilded Age. Um, it's about okay. mid mid America, about mid century, uh, nah, 1870s, right around there. Just kind of how all the old money and the new money were trying to fight for the society of New York City and the, mm. the building of the Metropolitan Opera. Just the costumes and the and the cast, the acting. It was really good. It was tasteful. You know, I didn't feel like I was having to cover my eyes and my ears every every yeah. five minutes. Now, when it comes yeah. to me personally, without without Lisa, a TV show that that I watch basically every day is First Take. Uh, I love I love watching Stephen A. Smith yeah. run his mouth about <laughs> sports. <laughs> He's he highly entertained. <laughs> highly entertaining. I, I, and I and I I like his take. I really do. And and then oh, and then Lisa and I when we lay down at night, we want to just wind down. Uh, we love watching Frasier. Mm-hmm. Frasier, and yeah. then we got uh, Britbox, and there's a or Acorn TV also. Uh, there's a uh, an English TV show called Doc Martin, and if you want to laugh, yes. if you want to laugh, oh yes, I love that. You one. like that one? Yeah, it is so. Good. Oh yeah, British so television. Growing up, we we used and I still my kids. I showed it to my kids, and now they love it. Is uh, Mr. Bean? Absolutely. Yes. I wish yeah. he would come back and do more, but those are awesome. You should interview him. Get him on your really? show. Yeah. 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 Is there um, a favorite artist of all time of yours? Elvis. Elvis. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, for many, many reasons. Uh, my mom and dad were, you know, kids of the 50s and 60s and so the house was full of Elvis's music growing up, and the, he always had a quartet back in the month. So I just gravitated towards harmony, and and then I loved his energy. The guy was just full of infectious energy, and I loved his. Yeah. I loved that he was. I loved how he was loved by everybody, men and women. Uh, I loved that he loved his mama and loved the Lord, whether he figured it all out of how to live the, the life of a Christian that, you know, that's not what I'm debating, but he had a love for God. Um, and then I love his, I mean, it's not anything that I would uh, approach today, uh, but I love how he always was himself with his fashion. I've been very, very um, in love with wearing a suit and tie mm. my whole life. Yeah. And one of the reasons, I think one of the reasons I got into gospel quartet singing is I, I love a really nice suit and tie. And so yeah. he was always fashion yeah. conscious. And so 
not, I, none of that stuff really matters. But I will tell you this. I sang at a funeral this past summer. A dear friend, a fan of Signature Sounds. And my wife and I were driving back. We were on the turnpike. We stopped at the plaza. And I'm in line at Starbucks to get some energy, get a drink. And I heard, sir, sir. I turned around and it was this dad with four little kids and they were dirty and one had a Burger King hat on turned sideways and, and I'm like yeah buddy what's up he goes that's a mighty fine suit you got on there and it was like a seven-year-old kid <laughs> and I'm like well thank you young man and I told my wife I said you never know that kid may grow up and be the next yeah. Ralph Lauren he may say you know what when I was a kid some old man at a truck stop had on a really nice suit <laughs> so you never know how you inspire people but I I think I think I um would always gravitate towards, you know, towards Elvis and, sure. and his music. You know. All right. Now this one can get kind of divisive. Good. Let's do it. But what is your fa- <laughs> your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh. Hmm. I love ice cream in the winter. It for me, it's always cookies and cream. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's my default. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Oreo cookies. And I shouldn't say that because now, yes. now every grandma's going to bring me Oreo double stuffed cookies. <laughs> 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 and I won't turn them down. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite? The, the best invention they made was the, the resealable Oreo uh, cookie oh. case, like the cookie package, yes. how they reseal now. Uh, uh, I don't know why they didn't do that long ago. No, oh man, you as they say in in Southern Indiana, you done flung a craving on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you have a uh, favorite podcast? Yes, uh, I got three that I listen to quite frequently every day, basically every day. Uh, Tim Keller's podcast. Um, I forget the name of it. Um, uh, Gospel in Life, maybe, is what it's called. But it's a Tim Keller, all his sermons. And it's his podcast. And then I listen to uh, N.T. Wright, Ask N.T. Wright Anything. Okay. Um, he's he's an Oxford historian, theologian. Uh, I just like how he verbalizes the things he's thinking about when it comes to what the Bible is about and how it impl- yeah. you know how it impacts our lives. And then I have a sports podcast that I listen to um, that I just I love being uh, inspired by. You know, usually it's all past greats like Michael Jordan or Larry Bird for sure and Kobe. Just getting in their heads, you know, Tom Brady, all those guys trying to get in their head. Like Hussein Bolt said something the other day. Like I trained four years. For nine seconds, hmm. and I'm like, yeah. And I, to- yeah. and I told the guys at the double was right before we sang with take six, you know, because we like we only had like three minutes, and everybody was kind of on edge. And I said, I've trained my whole life for this. I don't know what you're going to do, I'm, yeah. but I'm going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so like, all yeah. that stuff comes from those, <laughs> you know, those analogies that I think are applicable from sports. Sure. Oh yeah. All right. Um, now we know this can change, but current, I guess, or all time, your favorite Bible verse. Yes, my my favorite one of all time is First Peter five, six, and seven. 
It says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Uh, we got a song that we sing that's been very, very popular lately called I Know My Savior Cares. Actually, we, we were trying to get a new single on radio, and they wouldn't quit playing that one. Uh, and it was just a simple song that I co-wrote with some friends. And I think deep at our core, we serve the Lord because we really do think he cares. Can you imagine uh, following somebody that you really don't think cares? You won't, not no. for long, no matter what the money is. Uh, but with with Jesus, I think all of us deep at our core, even with all of our questions, and we have many, and with all the pain and suffering in the world, we follow him because we really believe he cares about what he created because he entered into it and became one of us. Didn't have to, but he did because yeah. of his love. So that's my that's my favorite all-time verse. And then this year I'm quoting um, – be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That that's to me, um, it's like my computer needs a software update. This needs yeah. a software update every yeah. day with the gospel. And so that those are my go-to verses for sure. Barney, uh, what is uh, next up for you? And, um, signature sound and how can our listeners keep up with you well what's uh, what's next for us is is the new song that's that's dropping this week we are the church and you can find that on all streaming platforms and then a good jumping in spot is our website erniehaas.com there you'll find uh, links to facebook and our youtube channel and then what's really got us excited is the friday night sing starting february the 2nd and so you can go to our website and you can find our youtube channel and and join us. You can watch it anytime. Once it's there, it's there. But there's just something about the community that we build. Over 32 countries yeah. join in every Friday night and sit together and watch the Friday night sing. So we just like to invite you to be yeah. a part of the, the virtual community. And your um, your number so everybody can call you and text you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. it'll, be on the, yeah. it'll be on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ernie, to wrap up, we'd just like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. Yeah, that's a good word, faith. We know that we're justified by faith. Faith, if I've been studying that word, it, it actually, it's just not fair to us to have translations that, you know, like if you got one word here, well, they just plug in this word here for the Greek. You know, faith means a lot of things. There's a, it's really nuanced. Uh, faith is holding on, believing in, grasping, giving it your hope. And so faith is so much more than just an intellectual thing. And so you have to, you have to, you have to grow your faith. And that's what I've been doing. I went to the gym today because I have to do that to be able to still hit notes. And I saw the 45 pound weight and I'm like, there was a time that was too much, you know, to do whatever. 
I'm at a point now where mm. I need to pick up oh, the yeah. 50. Why do I need to pick up the 50? Because I need to push myself. I need to grow. Faith is like that too. Um, if your faith's not growing, if you're not feeling a rub, it's not genuine faith. So I, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm encouraging everybody else to do is uh, it, nothing eternal is easy, but it's worth the journey. It's not, you've heard it said, it's not the destination, it's the journey. The journey of faith is worth walking because in those moments, you're being image bearers. You're, you're actually living a, a real human life, a real human existence that God wants for you. It's not a science to figure out. It is spirit, and it's walking in, spirit, in that spirit and not grieving his spirit. And so as you go into this new year, don't – I mean, we're all going to vote certain ways. We all lean certain ways. Don't make that your hope. Don't make that what you put your faith in. Put your faith in Jesus. And uh, and with what you don't understand, that's okay. That's okay. He's got a plan. Trust him. That's good. Ernie, thank you so much uh, for chatting with us. And um, Amen. That's right. Come on. Take a love offering. Yeah, that is. That is. Amen. <laughs> uh, my suggestion to you guys is to make an Elvis cover record. Uh, you know, you should do some Hound Dog or, you know, oh Jailhouse Rock. I and... want you so bad. <laughs> I, I In high school, I sang in a 50s cover band called the Hootie Hoots. And so I did all of those songs. Um, I actually have an Elvis jumpsuit with the Aloha from Hawaii <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> I can't button yeah. anymore. But. <laughs> One of my <laughs> wife's favorite songs uh, is uh, when he did the the uh, cover, the hymn. I don't know actually who wrote it. You would know, but uh, it is no secret. She loves his version and grew up singing it at home. And you know. It is no secret, but God can do what he's done for others. Uh, that was written by a cowboy. Uh, I want to say very Irish song. Stanfield, but that's not who it is. <laughs> Oh, Gator's going to kill me on the Yes. But, uh, Wasn't it Adam, oh, Adam's brother oh, from Adam and Eve? Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Who wrote It Is No Secret What God Can Do? Stuart Hammond. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I feel horrible. I just drew a blank. So Stuart Hammond was a, was mm. a Hollywood actor, cowboy. Mm. And he's... Uh, and he was friends with John Wayne. And it was New Year's Eve, and they walked outside his mansion after the, this party they were having. And he heard the bell tone, bell tower in the town chime midnight. And he said, Chime's the time, ring out the news, another year's through. Mm. And John Wayne said, You need to write that. So that's where that song, that's where that song came from. Cool. It is no secret what God can do. Yep. And, uh, and it's still true. That's right. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, chatting with us. And uh, the Friday Night Sing starts February 2nd. Uh, Your song, We Are the Church, uh, is out this Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks again, Ernie, for sitting and talking with us. As we said before, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. Leaving a review really helps us get the word out about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. Thanks again. See you next week.